Hi girls, um, this is the audio for your notes, page 104. Okay, so 104, we're looking at what happens when you multiply complex numbers by a complex numbers. The difference here is that we're going to be multiplying by a real number and an imaginary number. Previously, we looked at what happens when you multiply it by a real number. So it'll either stretch are contracted so it dilates the point from the origin so it goes in the straight line so if you need to recap that just flip back in the notes and have a look at what happens when you multiply it by a real number before we got our christmas holidays we looked at what happens if you multiply it by i and if you multiply it by i it rotates it anti-clockwise 90 degrees and then we figured out what happens if you keep multiplying it by i, it keeps rotating it 90 degrees each time. So when we put those two together, what happens then if we multiply a complex number that has both the real part and the imaginary part by another complex number, a real part and an imaginary part? What's going to happen is it's going to do both. It's going to stretch it or contract it, so dilate it, and it will also rotate it. So we have two things happening now. So you just have to keep an eye on it. We're multiplying it by both the real part and an imaginary part. Multiplying out complex numbers are fairly straightforward. It's very, very similar to what you do in algebra. So if you look at example four there um, on page 104, they've named Z1 and Z2. And it's asked you to find Z1, Z2. So because they're sitting beside each other, um, it means multiply them. So when you multiply them out, again, you can treat it like an X and a Y. Um, you multiply it. 2 by 3 gives us 6. Uh, 2 by plus 7i gives me plus 14i. Minus 7i by 3 minus 21i. And then minus 7 by plus 7i gives me minus 49i squared. Now, the, the only difference between this and algebra is we have a, an answer for i squared. i squared is equal to minus 1, so I can sub that in. And then I know that that is a real part. The i is gone, it's a real part, so I'm left with 55 minus 7i. Similarly, uh, the same thing is happening. The only difference is there's fractions. Multiply it out as you would in algebra and then watch out for whenever you have an I, if the degree is greater than one, you have to manipulate it and change it. So I squared turns to minus one. At the very beginning of the chapter, we looked at, well, I to the power of 63 and we manipulated it by using indices to break it down into a singular I. Okay, I with degree one. Um, so whenever I see uh, I with the power, I'm trying to change it back to be a singular I. Um, so that I squared is negative one. I sub that in and I'm left with 11 minus three I. And that's it. That's multiplying complex numbers. Again, just to, I suppose, recap, it is the exact same thing that we would have been doing all along in algebra. The only difference is when you get an I squared, change it by subbing in I squared is equal to minus one. So you can replace I squared with minus one. Okay.
Um, the next page of our notes then 105 so if you want to pause it there you can and get organized um, 105 again this is like what we were doing in algebra last year equating two sides of the equations to solve okay um, we would have done them in identities in algebra so the same thing happens in complex numbers so in the box there you can see in an equation involving complex numbers, remember that the real numbers on the left-hand side equal the real numbers on the right-hand side. Also, the imaginary numbers on the left-hand side equal the imaginary numbers on the right-hand side. So, recall, it's like algebra and comparing your like terms. So, it is very straightforward. The first example here says find x and y in the following. You have your real part and you have your imaginary part on your left-hand side. And on your right-hand side, you have your real part and your imaginary part. So we're just going to group them. And we're going to say, I've highlighted there that the real, well, the real part of the left-hand side is x plus 3. On the right-hand side, the real part is 7. So I can equate those, because I know they're equal. And I can solve and I can find that x equals 4 because I'll subtract 3 from 7, x equals 4. Likewise, I'm going to do it for the imaginary, and I'm going to compare the imaginary parts. So any part that has i in it. So I've got y minus 4 on the left-hand side equals 4 on the right-hand side. Solving it then, y equals 8. And that's it. Job done. So very straightforward. If you have two unknowns in your complex numbers, remember that's okay, we have one equation, but a complex number is made up of a real part and an imaginary part. So I do actually have two parts in it, so I am able to equate those two parts. And the last example then for today is to find the value for x and y again, but this time uh, we have a product on the left-hand side and it's equal to a real part and imaginary part on the right-hand side. Now, just like in algebra, if there's a product, you have to multiply it out. Okay, we need to see all the different terms um, and we need to be able to compare them. I can't compare the left hand side with the right hand side because one is a sum and the other is a product. So you need to break them down so they look alike. So based on what you did in the very first example for multiplying, multiply out the brackets. When I multiply out the brackets, you can see there I have i squared. And remember, whenever you see a degree greater than 1 for i, you simplify it. So i squared is equal to minus 1. Replace i squared with minus 1. That way I can group them again into real and imaginary. So I've just placed the real numbers, so any number that doesn't have a, an i attached to them, so minus two, 2x and minus 3y. And I've put the imaginary numbers, any number that has i attached to them, 2xi minus 3yi. I've put them together. That's equal to 8 plus i. Follow the same steps as above. Equate them, so put the real parts equal to the real part on the left-hand side is equal to the right-hand side. And imaginary, the left-hand side is equal to the right-hand side. What we have here now is when we equate them, we haven't found x straight away. We have an equation with x and y in it. Um, so that means because I have one equation with two unknowns there that I've simplified down, 
I need to use simultaneous equations. To finish it then, I've used my simultaneous equations and I have my value for x and I have my value for y. And that's it. So we'll stop there. We won't go any further. Um, I'll leave up a couple of questions for you to look at and to practice. Um, and if you have any questions, I'll check in with you again and you can ask away. Okay, best of luck.